It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great person a couple times but kurt healan from nbc sports and pro basketball talk.com joining us this conversation brought to you by aquaterra steak and sushi a curated dining experience in downtown salt lake city and if they want to ring some over to us hey, we would be fine with that we're downtown salt lake city <laughs> we're downtown aquaterra you're downtown let's uh let's make the magic Seems happen like here. it might be a good partnership uh but kurt thanks for coming by man we appreciate it i it's, it's great to see you guys and talk to you guys in person and look i know I just got to say, I know you've got, you had Dan on this morning, Dan Wojcicki. You've got Howard Beck later. Just just know, I am better looking than both of them by a mile. Compared. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so if you I'm just throwing their, that out there. If you took their very best attributes and put them on one body, <laughs> it's not making a curry. It's just not. It's just not. Oh, no. They, uh, they are great guys. Yeah. And, and Dan's a guy I lean on for food recommendations around the city. Oh, really? Well, around the country. Yeah, he's a good foodie. So it's like, hey, where, where should I eat here? Well, so. he must be because he hit one of Scotty's. Hot spots here in downtown. Yeah, there's a uh, chicken place called Pretty Bird. That is where he told me to go. Yep. He told me this morning. He's like, "Did you go to Pretty Bird?" I'm like, I, "No, I went to at Venezuelan Arepas last night." So I'm like, "No, I'm just gonna." That's not bad. Uh, but no, if you go hit Pretty Bird, uh, you know you might need to take out a second mortgage for it for the sandwich. But it's a chicken sandwich. Make NBC Sports. Pay I, for say, it. I got the NBC Sports credit card. There man. you go. <laughs> Come on down. We're all we're buying for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't open that box. <laughs> we got some. Yeah, they don't know what I look like. Pr- prize pig Phil's going to be down here in about five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, we do, we do have some clinger ons that uh, love to get the free stuff. By the way, you know, and this is this is how we do things here in Utah because, you know, we're used to the cold weather. So anybody who comes by and says hi and feel free to take as many as you want, that thing is jam full of ice cream sandwiches. Oh, nice. So yeah. uh, it may be 35 degrees, but we're going to get some ice cream in uh, Not only ice cream sandwiches, but that is the flavor of Utah. That's the fat boy that's. Produced in Cache Valley. I yes, I, I believe so. Oh, now I, now, now I have to try it. Okay, well, th- now I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> come Anybody that wants to come by and grab an ice cream sandwich, you're crazy, but they are available for you. <laughs> well, I, I, it's not that cold. In the sun, it's not bad. Go ahead and grab you one. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, no, it's not bad at all. Uh, all right, so is this uh, – Do you have you counted up the All-Star Games? Do you know what number this is for you? Um, I think it's around 10. I I, I – I actually, it's one of the few things I keep are the press badges from All-Stars and Finals and uh, some of those type of events. I don't keep a lot of souvenirs. I don't own a lot of NBA paraphernalia. Yeah. But I do own, uh, I do keep those. I think it's 10. I've been with NBC 13 years and 
didn't go to one, and then there was the pandemic obviously hit a couple. So I'm not, I'm not sure. It's 10 or 11, somewhere in there. So when you stand here on the corner and you're just taking a look at Vivid Arena and you've that got the murals, good. that's going to be a big jumbo screen, apparently, the entire oh, side of the Radisson. that'll be fun. Yeah, So and, and you know, obviously you've seen the signage that's up and down the streets. How, how are we doing in comparison looks, to the 10 you've been to? You know, it looks really good. I mean, the city looks, A, it's not every city ha- is – built to handle an event of this size, right? Like, to, to a lot of people come to town, and that'll get busier over the next couple of days. And Salt Lake, I mean, you've handled an Olympics. You've, yeah. handled, like, you've handled these kind of events. So it's just, it's a, I don't know, the sidewalks don't get overcrowded and wide. And there's certain cities that I'm not going to name Charlotte where it just seemed, <laughs> it just seemed like the event was too big for the space at points. Yeah, yeah. That's not the case here. It's like, this is a city that can absorb, even though it's not like, and I was, I was going to say New York or L.A., but also, like, the convention-y cities. Like, New, you can add this to New Orleans, and they don't blink, right? Yeah. But, like, Salt Lake can handle it and yeah. absorb it. So it's, it's, it looks – and the city looks, like I said, looks beautiful. Well, it's, uh, it's a fun time of year for sure. And, uh, you know, there's – you know, I, I, when we're in the media for a while, we get and get callous to things, and, uh, yes. and, and uh, we don't really appreciate. But is there an element of the All Star Game that you personally look forward to, or is it just work? And because I don't blame you if it is, because that's no, all no, I get it, it, it is a lot of that, but it's also I don't. Howard uh, is, is Howard coming by, or is this a radio? Uh, we're not quite sure on Howard yet. He's going to either phone or in person. We're not Dan sure. Dan and I are both in LA, so we see each other. But Howard is. Um, there's a, just a lot of guys I don't see every day. That, that, that's always the best part. You get to see some men and women that you just don't. And kind of get to just, oh, look, you get to explore some places I don't always get to go. And Charlotte, I, I mean, Charlotte, um, Salt Lake City, I've been to a few times for Summer League and for games out here. But, like, I get a chance to go see some stuff and do some stuff while I'm out here. And especially, it hasn't been, I haven't been here in the winter like this when it's just, again, I think I've caught a good weekend. <laughs> it is it is just beautiful. So it's been really fun. Well, we're excited to have you, man. It's great when we get these personalities, guys like you, that come in and have a great time and enjoy the city because yeah. you know, we, we want to feel like one of the big boys. You know, we yeah. we want to make this place eligible for maybe another professional organization yeah. to come in. Uh, you heard yeah. Kurt saying that we could handle some size and some growth. and We've always kind of wanted to see some professor, professional sports growth here too, Kurt. I, I get that. I, like I said, I – I'm I'm not the math guy. Like I like I don't know how big the population is and the media market and all that stuff. But as a city, I mean, like you said, we it's handling the event fairly pretty smoothly right now in a way that, like, like I said, other cities always don't. And it looks like so the signage and everything. The city just looks sharp and clean, and and it's kind of fun. So let's uh, let, I, and we've been talking every week and with the craziness of the trade deadline. But now that you've seen. Maybe things shuffle out a little bit. We still haven't seen KD in a yeah. uniform yet, but uh, how do you kind of rate the West right now, assuming everybody's healthy coming down the stretch? Yeah, I think Phoenix, don't they just have to jump to the top? On paper, have they, to. Ju- they have to be up at the top right there. I just don't see how you don't. Put them and I've got questions about, A, obviously staying healthy, but are they going to defend? And I think the big question, guys, in, in – Jazz fans certainly have seen this during the peak years here. You're going to have to have guys sacrifice, and it's not going to be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant doesn't sacrifice; he should not be sacrificing no. his game. But is DeAndre Ayton willing to give up touches and ask and do the little things in the role playing that you're that you're going to need? Some of these other guys. I don't. 
I don't know the answer to that. I think that's my one remaining question for them is, like, are they going to buy into this? Or And, and they've got Monty Williams is a great coach. Like, I think that everything's there on paper, but I've got to see it play out. I'm going to watch a lot of Dallas games because they're going to score a ton of points. They're just not going to. They're just not going to stop anybody from scoring points, which yeah. is going to make. I'm kind of rooting for, uh, like Oklahoma City, Dallas somehow in the first round. Just, just, just a shootout. Just nobody's playing any defense up and down the floor. Would you say Kevin Durant is more a sure thing than Kyrie Irving? Yeah, I think he's he's not going to be disruptive. You know what I mean? Like. They need Kyrie Irving so badly. They just needed anybody. Not necessarily Kyrie, but they just needed anybody to. Luca was wearing down. I mean, you, you guys saw it. You yeah. could see it. He was physically starting to just kind of wear from all this. He needed that second shot creator out there. So having that will be a big boost. But I think Kevin Durant, A, steps into a better situation, and B, is just a he's not a disruptive force. He's a rounded player. He's a good playmaker. He defends a little better. Um, and he's he just likes to play basketball. If he's playing, when Kevin Durant gets to play basketball at a high level, he's just happy. He's just in a good space. And so he seemed to be in a good space at his press conference the other day. We'll see how long that lasts. Well, and that's the other thing, too, that I think is going to be really interesting is with Dallas, and we've already seen a couple of these situations, um, it's the last possession. You know, yeah. who's got it cooking, who's not, who gives up the yeah. ball, who who keeps it. I mean, oh, yeah. how's that chemistry between two, you know, I always hate using this word, but the two alphas yeah, no, that need the ball in their hands. That's going to be and, – and Luca's so clutch, but um, Tyrese had a couple of clutch yeah. shots. Yeah. <laughs> He's had one or two big shots in his game. So I, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. I, I think that's where Durant works well because he he wants that shot. He's willing to take that shot. But he's a high enough IQ player where he's just like, Booker's rolling. Use me as a decoy. Have me set the screen. Whatever you want to do, let's let's free up Booker. And I think when you do that, you're going to get like I I again on paper they just. I, by the way, if it's not them, it might be Denver. Yeah, I still think Denver's really. Well, good. that's the thing. Where's Denver sliding all this? Yeah, I, Denver just keeps doing what they're doing. But I still think if they're healthy, if Jamal Murray's back, they they're versatile. They're I mean, Aaron Gordon's good, fourth best player. They've got versatile defenders. Jokic is a is clutch as well like i just i think they're the bar i just think there are phoenix could clear that bar if it's right we talk about defense and denver needing to have more defense to be a contender you could probably go to golden state as being an incredible defensive team what's the last team we've seen win a championship that just doesn't play See, at I, least a top ten level defense. I see. I, I think the teams that didn't do it during the regular season, th- there was one of the. I just wrote this the other day. One of the Warriors years, they were eleventh or twelfth during the regular season, but they flipped the switch and they were the best defense in the playoffs. And, and the Lakers did that back in the Shaq Kobe era, where they just coasted through the regular season on defense one year, then went, "All right, let's go." Yeah. And if you've won a title and if you have the chemistry, you can do that. But I'm not sure. I mean, outside of Milwaukee, and, like, I'm not sure which team gets to I, – I, I would say the Warriors this year, but they're 21st in defense heading in right now. They are – Draymond Green was really honest about them being, frankly, bad on that end of the floor the other day. So, like, I, if they're not – if I don't see that over the last 20-whatever games of the season, then I'm going to really be concerned in the playoffs. Well, well, Kurt, how expensive is this 
getting for Golden State right now. Very. Yeah. It's getting expensive, and next year gets astronomically expensive. The, 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 the general theory around the league is that when the music stops, it's going to be Draymond Green without a chair. And it's going to be interesting to see he's on a player option for, I'm going to say, $26 million off the top of my head, $28 million, something like that. I don't know how much more he'd get somewhere else long term. He might opt into that and try to win, you know, make one more run with this Warriors core. But I think this scene as a next season, if he stays, are it. And then they, I mean, they they just paid their future, right? They just paid Wiggins. They extended Wiggins. It kicks in next year. They extended Poole. It kicks in next year. They're already paying Curry and Thompson. They were already at a number that their ownership had balked at in the past. Uh, it was tax and their tax and. Um, uh, salary for next year is like I mean, you should. Eric Pincus was on with you guys in the mornings. He'd know these numbers off the top of his head. It's going to be in the $450 million range, Ooh. which is just insane. And they're like, even with our new cash cow of Chase Center, they can't afford it. So something's got to give. And I maybe they eat it for one year to make one more run, but we'll see. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. I mean, I know... I know, look, they're in San Francisco. They should be printing money there, but there's only so much money you can print. Yeah, yeah. their owners are willing to dip into their pockets. And again, having this is what everybody's trying to do now. The owners are trying to build their own stadium and control it because then you get the extra income from all the concerts and circus and Disney on ice and whatever else comes through um, that helps fund that bottom line that's what's going on with chase and they've got developed if you haven't been there they've developed around it and they own a bunch of that stuff so like it's been a cash cow for them but again they have a limit too the outside of balmer and josiah i think everybody has a limit i'm not sure if those two guys do i called a (laughs) i called a college game there uh back in uh december and it was just i mean the area around it's just fantastic it's a beautiful facility it really is they they did it right and i'm curious there's a few good ones out out, the new ones are really nice. The Golden Center in Sacramento is really nice. You know, it's crazy to think with this Golden State experiment where they're getting with their luxury tax payment. Once you take away the teams that are outside of the luxury and won't receive the payment, I'll bet each team is going to be getting 15 yeah. to $18 million from Golden State, each, each team that's under that luxury. The, the payouts this year, they're figuring, are going to end up at... It was something like it was higher, and after the after the some moves at the a couple teams ducked under the tax at the uh, trade deadline, it's still going to be somewhere in the thirteen to fifteen million dollar range per team. Just and that's cash straight to your bottom line. Yeah. That is just hey, 
that doesn't go on the books. That doesn't go anywhere. That's just a payment that for a for a market and a team like Utah. Like I don't know what their books are. They should probably be making money. But like, if you weren't putting thirteen million dollars in the coffer, well, <laughs> certainly that certainly will helps. helps. Certainly helps. Um, so when you look at uh, this Jazz team, and obviously got gutted a bit, yeah, but yet still is playing really well. They went two and two on a road trip that they probably should have gone zero and four on, and uh, and and scared the bejeebers out of Memphis the other night. Um, what what are tangible things that you would want if you were if you were Will Hardy or Danny Ainge? What do you want to see from these final twenty games of the year? More Walker Kessler. Like I mean, because as much as I love. What and he probably uh, you know Laurie Markkinen's probably the leader for um, most improved player off the top of my head. Like that's that's one of the awards. I mean, I'm a voter, but that's one I haven't. I don't, I'd wait till late to dive into it just because yeah. that's it's just hard. That one's a lot more math. That's a lot of work when you start comparing comparing like okay, did he just get a did he, is he the same player who got a larger role or whatever? But he's genuinely improved this year. He's been fantastic. But but I'm not sure that he's here five years from now it may be yeah. but like whatever's coming he may or may not be part of walker is he's been fantastic so more of that try out your young players see what you can get try to find bring in some guys on 10 days in two ways and see if you can find the next i'm trying to think of these guys who come in but like the lakers have been good about this the last couple of years where they're like where the heck did you find austin reeves the kid can play yeah, like yeah. Uh, the, the Alex Caruso's of the world. Like there's those guys exist. If you find you can look for them, if you can go find the kind of under and develop those kind of under those guys prove the foundation of what you want to build. Cause you've got to have, if you're going to eventually have stars, you've got to have, you've got to have guys who produce under, under market value. Yeah. And, yeah. So here we are about nine days out from the deadline. Jazz have played four games, all four on the road. Yeah. Post-trade deadline. They've held Westbrook's rights the whole time. And we're all just kind of on a holding <laughs> pattern here in the state of Utah trying to figure out what could potentially happen with Westbrook. Kind of write the script for us, Kurt. Yeah. I wish I had a good answer for you. I Every team is conflicted. Um, I know, like, with I know with the Clippers, he actually is meeting with Kawhi and Paul George today or, or yesterday or today. He's meeting with them. There is a – the players want him. Like, to a man, the players want him. Management's a little more – is he really – we kind of need shooting and defense. Is this really the direction we want to go? Yeah. Um, the Bulls make some sense, but I – nobody's jumping up and down. And he's going to take his time. I think he's too – potentially too good for somebody not to grab, not to – but he's going to want a landing spot. He's not going to – He's not going to negotiate the opt-out. Yeah. Miami wants him, too. And Miami actually has more money to offer, but maybe they don't. I heard they don't want him that much. Huh. And they, they're looking at – they want Kevin Love. Um, they, need, they need size at the four. They miss, they miss um, P.J. Tucker, something fierce. Um, so it's probably Bulls or Clippers. Clippers, like I said, they really want him. And he'll, but he'll wait. I mean, he's – once he's got a landing spot, then he'll go talk to the Jazz and say, all right, they're going to bring me in for the minimum. I will give you the prorated minimum off my salary. So he basically his salary never changes. He just comes from a different place. And uh, you buy him out, you save a million or two on the back end of that deal, and 
I, I imagine that's how it goes. I, I can't imagine him ever suiting up for this team. No. So, worst case scenario, he's he's John Wall in Houston. I, I can't. They just pay him to stay away at that point. But I don't think he wants that. And I, there seems to be enough. Seems to be more interest in him around the league than I thought there would be. So. The, the Clippers thing, I think, is interesting because you've got Paul George and I forget another player who campaigned for him. Kawhi's now and I just, I was meeting was with Kawhi him. gotten in the mix too? Yeah, they're meeting, and I know that Terrence Mann, some other guys um, were interested. Yes, I just and honestly, and Terrence Mann, we've talked about this. He's not really a point guard. He's better at it. <laughs> they just. I heard from somebody they were thinking about okay, we could start Russell Westbrook, and I'm like, did you watch any? Like yeah. they, they're just down the hall. Did you watch those games? Because it's not pretty, but. It's a. Hey, it's good for Utah if they get out. Wherever he lands is good for the Jazz. So they're they're rooting for whatever. But I, I say I keep. There seems to be momentum on the Clippers thing, and I I know some of their front office is a little hesitant. But they're also they're not there. Yeah, they're not that team, and they there is a lot of pressure on that organization to win because. Steve Ballmer is willing to spend a lot of money, but he would like some results for that money, and they have not really produced it yet. So we spent a lot of time in the West just talking about the Jazz situation, the All-Star. Yeah. Jumping over to the East, the Boston Celtics have been through a lot. Yes. The head coaching situation would be yeah. more than most places could handle just in and of itself. But Boston has gone through a lot. Seems like they've found their man. Seems like there's some consistency. Yeah. Do you believe that they are kind of the, the pride of the NBA right now? Yeah. I think that, weirdly to, weird to say this, but the loss to Milwaukee on national television Tuesday night sold me on them. No Jason Tatum, no Jalen Brown, no Al Horford, no Marcus Smart. Still take the Bucks to overtime. And that, I think, speaks to the depth and versatility that they have on that roster. That, hey, man, Derek White's a really nice player that – is going to get a smaller but very effective role in the postseason, and you can bring him out when you need him. They're just so deep, and I think that there's a certain amount of 2014 Spurs with them. Where the team that, for people who forgot, the team that lost in the finals to the Heat after the Ray Allen thing, and they came out the next year, won, I want to say 60 games off the top of my head, really close to it, then rolled through the playoffs and won the title, just dismantling (laughs) the Cavaliers in the final. There's a little of that attitude, that, like, we were. They genuinely believed they were better in the finals last year. They believed they were the better team. Um, I think they had better players, but weren't the better team, if that makes sense. Um, they're the better team now. They're really on a mission. And I, I don't think Milwaukee or anybody can beat them if they're at their peak. we got to take a break. you good to hang out for just I, a little bit longer? Sure. I hear there's ice cream sandwiches. Right there. Right behind <laughs> you. Let's go. And we got soda for you, too. <laughs> Hands at Scotty, 97.5, DKSL Sports Zone. Remember, Remedical is Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic. Visit remedical.com today. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You're locked on to Hans Solson and Scotty Chick. Chick, Chick. That's right, yeah! On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
Hey, welcome on back. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Just a few more minutes with Kurt Heelan. He's been kind enough to hang out with us as we are just outside Vivint Arena uh, on the corner of uh, 3rd West and uh, South Temple. You come on by, hang out. We got ice cream. Look, it may be 35 degrees. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that was good. That's that good, was really huh? good. Yeah. That was really good. Out of Fat Boy, it was really good. Yeah, Kurt, they... Kurt out of California comes to Utah. <laughs> We're sitting about 40 degrees. Grabs himself a Fat Boy. Knocks that thing down. Takes like, his jacket off. He's yeah. got his jacket off, sitting in a long sleeve only. Yeah. It's awesome, Kurt. Yeah. Maybe you need to move here. <laughs> Get a pair of know. skis and move here. Thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll run that by my wife. Yeah, I, wonder how the, <laughs> I don't know how the family would sign off on that. Yeah, but uh, The house we bought during the pandemic. Yes, yeah, I that. It's cool. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> hey, uh, what are your plans this evening? Uh, five o'clock, Lloyd and I are headed up to the Huntsman Center for that celebrity game. Are you going to try the celebrity or are you just I'm stay gonna, for the No, rain? I'm actually going to be here. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about doing something on Scoot Henderson um, and the – this may not be the most telling exhibition of his skills – uh, the the glorified pickup game that is the, the celebrity game is always fun just because every year there is one celebrity that takes it way too seriously yeah. that's that's like the best part is it used to be Arnie Duncan the oh ed, yeah the education secretary under Obama like man he was competitive in yep. this game I'm like dude it's just a pickup game well and we you know Ryan Smith the owner still you know. He's playing, isn't he's, he? he? He's is he? Well, here's the thing: we had him on the air, and he's like, "No, you know, I don't want to make it about me." But the more we get closer, the more I think he's going to have a pretty active role in this thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't think he can help himself, which is fine. You're a billionaire; you own the team; you do whatever hey, the heck you yeah, want. Exactly. When you own the team, it, you get to, you should have some perks, man. <laughs> Let's just say there's been a lot of videos leaking of him getting into three point shooting contests with Dwayne Wade. <laughs> so there's a, a lot of that going on. I know he's been practicing up, and I know that. He plays a, a, a couple of games through the week. I wouldn't be surprised to see him jump on the court. Who are you most excited about? Those we got Guillermo. Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo's up the, there. Oh, you got uh, Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Oh, that should be interesting. Yeah, Albert Cal- Pujols. Calvin Johnson. Uh, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And that's about all we knew. Like it, it, we showed our age. We went through the rosters. We're like, I don't know them. Them. Then no, uh, don't know any of these. You guys are just first off. You guys are not up on your YouTube content creators. No, we're not. And TikTok content creators. Not like Howard Beck is. Yeah. Howard Beck is like Mr. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's on. The, he's on top of the TikTok, huh? Um, yeah. That, Albert Pujols. I, f- I feel like the joke is Albert Pujols was a really great basketball player 10 years ago, but now he's kind of past his prime. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of Angels years out in L.A. Where we go, I'm like, there's not a lot left there. Well, Kurt, we appreciate you coming by. Thanks for hopping oh, on with us every fun, week. Guys. It's always a lot of fun, You're man. You're the best, Kurt. Take care, guys. So, we'll hey, see you soon. Honestly, thank you for the time you give us. Oh, uh, no. It's, it's, it, it means one the of my, world to us. It, thank you. That's very kind of you. It's one of my favorite spots of the week. And, Treat Howard well. He's nice once you get to know him. We will. We will. Howard Beck joins us next, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.